My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you take a moment where you are and just invite that presence, the presence of the Lord. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. Jesus, we bless you. We lift you up, Lord. We magnify and exalt you. You're worthy of all the praise. We're thankful for your presence. Would you take a moment and just invite the presence of the Lord. Invite his presence in right now to where you are. He is so good. There's none like him in all the earth. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We'd like to welcome you to our second night of our online revival services at First Pentecostal Church. This is new territory, but I'm so glad we serve the one who is the same yesterday, today, and for. Ever. We were so blessed last night by the words of our pastor. As we sat in our home as a family, as he spoke, we received the strength that only comes from the preached word of God. We don't know how long we may have to worship like this or meet this way, but I'm so thankful we have the ability to still hear and receive the word of the Lord. There's nothing like the power of the word of the Lord. I would like to take some time tonight to share with you the word that I believe that the Lord gave me for this service. If you could turn your attention to Psalm chapter 121. When you begin to read that psalm, you read the words of a confident man of God. Throughout the words, throughout the psalm, you hear from someone who has been through difficult times, times of suffering, trials, things that pressed him, but none of them were able to destroy him. But now that he's on the other side, He's able to give you and me a truth that we could hold on to even in this present hour. It's a sure word. In the midst of this troubling time, I believe we could take the power of this word that was given so long ago and we could hold it right here, right now. And I believe the truth of that word will come flowing into our hearts and minds and it will change everything about us. Psalm 121 in verse 1, the psalmist says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Not just anyone, the psalmist said, no, the one that I'm talking about, he's the one that made heaven and earth. There's none like our God. 
So for a few moments tonight, I'd like to preach to you for just a moment. And our help comes from the Lord. It seems like for the past several weeks, it seems as though the whole world has been impacted by this global pandemic. Invisible to the naked eye, it's wreaking havoc upon our modern world. Many lives have been lost. World economies have come to a screeching halt. People are closing themselves in to their homes to avoid contact with those who may have been infected. Nations are scrambling and using all of their resources, sparing no expense to find the answer. It is the prayer of this church. It is our desire that answers will be found. It is the prayer of this church that the safety of our first responders, our doctors and our nurses, our community, our nation, and certainly the world will find the answer they need. But while we understand what's happening in our world, we're not focused on what man can do. We're not focused on only what a government or a nation can do, but we are focused upon something greater than that. We're focused upon only what our God can do. Make no mistake about it. In a moment, God can change everything. In an instant, our God can turn this whole thing around. In just a moment, our God can heal this land. Listen, God has already given us the template for the answer, but it's up to you and I. It's up to the church to follow that design that God has laid out. According to 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, he said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then he said, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. God has already given us the design and church in this hour, it's not the time to back up. It's not the time to quit. It's not the time to let go of your devotion to God. But now more than ever before, it's time for the church to do what God's called us to do. It's time to pray. It's time to seek his face. It's time to turn from wicked ways. If we'll do that, we've got a promise that God will hear us. He will forgive us and he will heal our land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no God like our God. Our help comes from the Lord. We understand that this idea is mocked by many in society, but it's not new. According to Psalm 115, the people of God were apparently in the midst of difficult times. Answers had not been found. It looked like God had abandoned the people. And listen, it is at that moment that the enemy knows exactly when to attack. There may be some tonight who are discouraged. There may be some tonight who are filled with fear. There may be some that are sitting in their homes listening to this message and can't seem to see anything good come out of this. But listen, don't listen to what the enemy has to say. It is at this time when we're waiting on the Lord, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of difficulty, that the enemy will use this time, not with swords and spears, but the enemy will speak a word into your heart and into your mind. But you need to resist that word. And the only way you can resist that word is by declaring the word of God. 
You want to resist what the enemy does in this moment, in this hour. You need to have the word of God. According to Psalm 115 in verse 2, the psalmist said it this way, that the heathen say, where now is their God? Right now in the midst of their trouble, right now in their difficult times, right now when they're waiting upon an answer, right now where it seems like all hope is lost, where is their God? Right here, right now. Make no mistake about it. Listen, our God is not absent from us, but he is present. He is our refuge and our strength. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. He is present. They may say, where now is your God? Where is this God you trust in? Where is this God you placed your faith in? Where now is their God? To the outsider, it looked like God failed his people. To the outsider, the heathen, God was nowhere to be found. But more accurately, listen, the heathen could not see him. And because he could not see him, to the heathen, to the outsider, they were saying, well, if I can't see God, then he must not be present when his people need him the most. But what the outsider didn't see and what the heathen didn't see it was the psalmist that had to declare it listen when the opposing voices come into your life you can't you can't resist it by your own opinion the only way you could resist the opposing voice is by the power of the word of the Lord and this is how the psalmist handled it when the heathen says where now is their God they were able to declare listen our God is in the heavens and he hath done whatsoever he hath pleased in other words it doesn't matter what the outsider says it doesn't matter what the world says our God is still right where he's always been and he's doing exactly what he's always done God is in control and no matter what other voice comes in this hour We're going to trust in the Lord. We're going to place our faith in him. Why? Because he's in control. God has not stopped his control. God has not relinquished his control. But listen, we need to give an answer today to somebody who's looking for peace. They're looking for the peace that we have found. Isn't it wonderful to have the peace that only God can give? It's the peace that that goes beyond understanding. It's the peace that can't be bought in this hour. But you and I are walking in the midst of so much trouble today. We're not cast down and we're not full of fear and and anxiety and doubt. But you know what? We're looking up and we're saying, Lord, you're able to be our help. You're able, Lord. You're the source of our help. Church, don't be quiet in this moment. Don't keep your mouth closed in this moment. Don't keep your mouth closed with the attacks of the enemy in this moment. But have a word to give. Peter said in 1 Peter 3 and 15, he said, Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh of you. Make no mistake, listen, tonight and throughout these days, there are going to be many that ask us about the reason of the hope that's in us. We've got a hope inside of us that's greater than this world can understand. And I want to be able to 
to give an answer. And I want to be able to tell them, look, you know how you can have this peace? All you've got to do is find Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. (laughs) That's the reason of the hope that's inside of us. We have the answer that the world is looking for. Our help comes from the Lord. Could it be that our victory is determined by how we respond to the voice of the enemy? If you have nothing to say, that perhaps by default you're agreeing with the word of your enemy and you forfeit your victory. But if you have this word inside of you, if you have the power of this word inside of your heart, uh, this treasure hidden inside your heart, listen, uh, you've got something to declare that no matter how dark this world may get uh, and no matter how bleak the outlook is we've got a hope our God is in the heavens and he hath done whatsoever he hath pleased hallelujah the church in this hour is positioned for the greatest revival the world has ever seen while many people are backing up and backing down the church is positioned for the greatest revival Matthew 5 and 16, Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I say be the light in this time of darkness. Be the light in this hour. Be the light that people can see and recognize. No matter what happened in Egypt, no matter what was going on with the plagues that poured down upon Egypt when the darkness filled the land, the Bible says there was still light in Goshen. There's still light in the church. There's still light in this world. And you and I bring that light out wherever we go I was in the store yesterday and I greeted the cashier that was checking out and 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 and, uh, checking out the products that I was purchasing and and I simply asked this question I said how are you doing today he said I don't know yet and he said well how are you and I said I'm doing great thanks and I waited a little while as he was processing and, 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 and scanning my, my items that I was purchasing. And I gave him a little while to, to think about it. And I, and I followed up on my first question. I said, have you found out yet how you're doing? And he was a little uh, stunned that I followed up with that question of how he was doing And he said something. He said, I just don't know how I'm doing. He said, I could die today or or, or perhaps it's going to happen tomorrow. I I don't know. He said, you just never know. I said, you know, I I could understand that. But but you know what? What about right now? (laughs) What about right now in this moment? How are you right now? And the only thing that he could see, the only thing that he can voice was a fear of what's going on in our world today. The only thing that he could share was his fear of of, of what he was thinking about and consumed about. What a blessing it is not to be controlled by fear. But we've got something that we could share. He didn't have an answer, but church, we have the answer. 
Church, we've got the answer for this world. Our help comes from the Lord. The prophet Isaiah said this. He said, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. This is the heritage of the saints of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. That is for you and for me. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Why? We are the people of God. We are what Peter said, that chosen generation, that royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people that we should show forth the praises of him that hath called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light we've been called out of darkness and into that marvelous light and because we've been called out Peter says we've got some praise to give because we've been called out we've got a reason to rejoice because we've been called out we've got the ability to give God praise and I know this is virtual revival but I'm just going to stop a moment and give God some nothing virtual about my praise. I'm going to praise the Lord at all times. I'm going to bless him every day. I'm going to give him thanks. Why? Because he is worthy. We are the people of God. We have the promises of God. God has not forsaken us. There's not anything that can prevail against the church. Jesus promised the church. He told Peter, he said, thou art Peter. And upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell, he said, shall not prevail against it. I know there are many in our congregation, there are those in our city and nation that are facing uncertain times. Understandably, you're concerned about this pandemic and concerned about the health and welfare of your family. You don't know what's coming tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what your business, how your business is going to recover, whether or not your employer is going to lay you off or not, or how you're going to financially recover. There are so many questions and so many things weighing on the hearts of people today. But remember, your help doesn't come from anything else. Your help cannot come from any other avenue other than the Lord. The same Lord who blessed you with the business is able to restore that business the God who blessed you with that good paying job is able to bless you with another good paying job the one that gave you all of those blessings is still in the blessing business government doesn't have the answers but I say thanks be to God our God who's rich in mercy God who never slumbers nor sleep God who will never leave us nor forsake us The writer of Hebrews said, because of that, because God said he'll never leave you nor forsake you, you have something that you can boldly say, not timidly say, but something you can boldly say. I say even in 2020, we could boldly say as Hebrews 13 and 6 declares, the Lord is my helper. He is. He's our helper today. Jesus said in John 16 and 33, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But Jesus said, Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What you're dealing with, listen, is no problem for our God. What you're battling today is no problem for our God. He's able to be your help. You may not know how to voice it. You may not know how to tell anybody what you're dealing with. 
But God, God knows exactly what you're dealing with. Don't let fear rule your heart and your mind. Paul made this promise to the church in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. When the psalmist said this, when he said, I will lift up my eyes, he was saying that I'm making a conscious decision. I am being intentional about what I focus upon. I'm not going to get focused on everything else, but I'm going to keep my focus upon the Lord. I'm not going to look down, but I'm going to look up. In other words, it's an expectation. I'm not going to look down, but I'm going to look up with the expectancy. Why? If God came through for me before, I believe he can come through for me today. I'm going to look up with expectancy. In Psalm 25 and 15, the psalmist said, My eyes are ever toward the Lord. My eyes are focused upon him. Why, he shall pluck me and my feet out of the net. Even if you get yourself in trouble, the psalmist said, my eyes will ever be toward the Lord. He will rescue and he will save. If God has ever come through for you yesterday, there's no reason to believe that he will not come through today. We have an opportunity to declare this word to our world. We have an opportunity to declare the good news of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. What we're battling today is not going to limit the gospel. It doesn't matter if it's a pandemic. It doesn't matter if it's a government or government oppression. It doesn't matter if it's wars or rumors of wars. It doesn't matter what comes in this hour, come what may. The gospel will never be hindered. The gospel will never be hindered. Why? It's going to continue to go on. Paul said, no matter what I've gone through in this life, Philippians 1 and 12, he said, I want you to understand, brethren, that all the things that happened unto me have fallen out rather. Now, people would have expected the gospel to be hindered with all that Paul went through, but Paul said, it didn't matter what I went through. I went through it, and you know what? The gospel was advanced. The first furtherance he said of the gospel it wasn't hindered like people thought and in this hour the gospel will not be hindered Paul's own life his own testimony showed those that he wrote to in Philippi and said you know what I've lived through some difficult things I've lived through some struggles but you know what the gospel went forward all that he went through, none of it hid or hindered the gospel. In fact, the gospel was continued to be declared. Psalm 62 and 1, truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Those of you that have been so stirred over the past couple of weeks, unable to find peace or rest in your soul, I want you to remember Psalm 62 and 1 and 2. I want you to remember Psalm 121, Psalm 115. I want you to get this word into your heart. And when you become overwhelmed, don't just succumb to being overwhelmed, but take out that word. Take out that word and begin to read it and declare it. Listen, it's an answer. In the time of trouble. Our lives have been disrupted 
by the unexpected. How many entered this year thinking that this would happen? How many entered even this month thinking that these types of things would happen in this day and in this hour? The disciples also were hit with the unexpected. It was something that rocked their boat, if you will. It was wind and waves that were too much for those experienced fishermen when they reached the end of what they could do of trying to salvage that ship and save their own lives. The Bible says in Mark 4 and 38 that Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and saith unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? You must understand that when they woke up Jesus, their declaration to him was filled with fear. Understandably so, the boat was about to sink. They truly were about to perish. Fear set in when they were unable to control the environment, the circumstances, the trouble. It was to the point where they knew they were going to die unless the master did something. Nothing changed for the disciples. Nothing changed with the wind, the waves, the storm that hit that boat. Nothing changed until they got their eyes on Jesus. When they looked for Jesus, when they called out to Jesus, when they found Jesus, it was the answer that they were looking for. And what's amazing to me that even in their fear, even in their fear of what was happening in that present moment when they called out to Jesus, he re stood up and he arose and he rebuked that wind and he said to the sea and to those waves, he said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm that tells me even when I get overwhelmed uh, and even when I may not have the right understanding or I may be filled with fear in that moment, if I could just get my eyes on Jesus, uh, if I I could just get in contact with Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to get under control if I can get my eyes on him. But tonight, get your eyes on the Lord. Jesus will arise. Lift up your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Listen, the unexpected is, is there to overwhelm you. Fear will begin to set in and grip your, grip your heart. But remember, when that begins to happen, just set your focus upon the Lord and let him be your help in this hour. Amen. You've got a homework assignment tonight. Psalm 115, Psalm 121. Take that and read it between you and your family and your loved ones. Perhaps where you are before you leave tonight from meeting with each other in the homes Maybe you could read that and begin to call out unto the Lord and call upon his name. Remember, God hasn't forsaken us, but he is with us in this hour. What I'd like to do as I conclude this message and conclude this service tonight, where you are listening, would you take a moment and would you join with one another? Perhaps it's family or friends. There may be some that are with you tonight that have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You understand that, that, that the Bible says that you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. There may be those in your house that need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe they can receive the Holy Ghost even in your home. 
If you've never made a choice to be baptized in the name of Jesus, we can baptize you at the church. All you have to do is just contact the church. We'd be more than happy to baptize you in the name of Jesus. There's no need to go through this world without hope and without peace that only our God can give. The world is filled with fear, but the peace we need can be found in the Lord. Would you take a moment right now and would you join with me in prayer? And I want to just call out unto the Lord for you and for your family and pray that the Lord would minister unto you and that he would grant you peace. To all who are listening to this service, I pray that the peace of the Lord would come upon you. I pray that as the words of this message have gone forth, that his word has spoken to your heart and to your mind. I pray that you would, Lord, that you would speak to each and every person, that you would move upon them, encourage them by the power and the authority of your word. Our help truly comes from you. You haven't forsaken us, Lord. I, I pray blessings upon our families and upon our homes. We pray for your protection upon those in our congregation with health issues and things are battling. I, we pray your healing touch would come upon them, Lord. Even right now, as we pray, send your healing, Lord. You're still a healer. You're still a deliverer. You're still able to forgive sins. You're able, Lord, to do a mighty work in lives. We pray right now in the name of Jesus. May the peace of God fill each and every one of you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Remember, if you have those that would like to be baptized, simply contact the church, and we would love to baptize them in the name of Jesus. Tomorrow night, Reverend Josh Herring will continue our online revival and our service begins at 7 p.m. And you can access it at firstpent.org. God bless you in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.